This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. My Buffalo Bills. And no one circles the alpha male pleasure lifestyle like this general. As we enjoy cigars, spirits, steaks, delicacies, dames, gambling, travel, cars, boats, planes, the list goes on and on. And if you think that an ugly, goateed-wearing feminist is going to get in my way, then, lieutenants, you clearly do not know who this five-star is. Of course, we are under attack from the right, from the left, from government, from the enemies of pleasure. That's why I sit in this comfortable, cushy leather chair from Command Center Alpha, making sure that we savor and protect our beloved lifestyle. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute semper delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center. Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A, if you care to join us. Nationwide cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address... Cigar Dave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. And do not forget, if you go to CigarDave.com, we are on all the other social media platforms as well. Google+, Instagram, you name it, we're there. Just go to CigarDave.com on the homepage. You'll see all the places where you can follow us 24-7. Before I get to some uh, other pressing and important items, lieutenants, we have received word that... FDA action is imminent in terms of the regulation of cigars. We don't know what the regulation is or what it will be. This is These are regulations that the FDA has been working on for umpteen years. Of course, you know that the Obama administration, the cigarette uh, smoker-in-chief, that would be Barack Obama, who without any question, I, I love the hypocrisy telling everyone that we've got to protect Americans from secondhand smoke and from, from cigarettes and from cigars, and, and we need to establish a new bureaucracy, which is exactly what he did within the FDA, but yet he continues to smoke cigarettes. And whenever the liberal media, the lamestream media, asks him on it, he says, well, you know, it's always a struggle. We try. They never press him on it. But I guarantee you if, and I, I mark my words, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is now going to be the host or the judge for The Apprentice, you're terminated. Mark my words. Somebody in the lamestream media will go after him saying he is setting a bad example for smoking cigars. And you know what Arnold's going to say? Too bad. 
I love my cigars. You're not going to take away that from me. Not going to happen. But the FDA could. The FDA could. And they intend to deliver a final deeming rule to the White House Office of Management and Budget next week. There has been there have been rumors rampant in Washington, in the industry, with what is going to happen. We don't know. We are waiting. But I can tell you that the Cigar Association of America, the Cigar Rights of America, the IPCPR, they are preparing responses. They have mobilized their lobbyists. They have mobilized all the members of the House and Senate who have been supporting them for the last four years on a bill to eliminate FDA regulation over premium cigars. And you can be sure that I will mobilize all of you Once we know exactly what those rules are, we don't know. It could be a user fee for us. It could be that the premium cigars or certain cigars are subject to excessive taxation. It could be that there could be regulations which would limit the number of blends or that there would have to be scientific studies done on every single blend and every single size that would cost cigar manufacturers hundreds of thousands up to millions of dollars. These are the FDA bureaucrats. They're not elected, but they're coming after you. So we're going to make sure that we keep an eye on things. All right, lieutenants, as I have said to you, it never ends with this with the bureaucracy in Washington and the various states, and we have lost any semblance of common sense in this nation. And here is the latest example of absurdity. A barber shop in Washington County, Pennsylvania was fined for refusing to cut a woman's hair. Now, this is not just any type of salon. This is not a unisex salon. This is a men's salon that is an upscale gentleman's barbershop, which is uh, just outside uh, Philadelphia. It's got rugged decor, place where guys can unwind, have a complimentary cocktail to enjoy uh, or enjoy a, a beer. Sports are are on the TV. People come in. They're talking guy talk. They're talking sports. There used to be a a place uh, here in the Cigar City called Capelli's that was like that. And it was very alpha. I used to love going there because you could get a haircut. You could get a facial. You could get a manicure. And they had all the TVs. It was an an alpha male experience. It wasn't like a real chickified type place with a little potpourri and everything. Well, now the... Owner of the barbershop, John Interval, is under fire. He was fined $750 for refusing to cut a woman's hair. Because the woman came in, and after he said, look, we don't cut women's hair here. This is an upscale uh, a men's barbershop. She filed an action with the state's Bureau of Professional and Occupational Affairs. Now, they don't say who this dumbass woman is. But how stupid for her to go into a men's barbershop knowing that they specialize in men's cuts, in a men's atmosphere. And if she wants to get a perm or she wants to get a bouffant or some sort of other wild coiffure, a beehive, that's not the place to get it. Go to Edie Adams Cut and Curl. Go to Fantastic Sheila's. Go to somewhere else. Go to, go to uh, what's that, uh, Jose Iber Salon in Beverly Hills. Go to Mr. Vidal Sassoon. 
go somewhere else that specializes in dames. I wouldn't go into some some salon that specializes with women and say, hi, you know, I'm a man. I want you to cut my hair. It would be a crapshoot. I want a fine coiffure by an expert in male coiffure maneuvers. And this is absurd. This woman, this miserable woman, files an action with the state's Bureau of Professional and Occupational Affairs. So what happens? The agency sends in an inspector to conduct an investigation. And after the state investigator visited the business and interviewed the owner of the the, uh, barbershop, John Interval, the agency imposed a fine for gender discrimination in the sum of $750. The owner said, quote, I, don't, I didn't really consider it so much a discrimination thing as it's a barbershop for guys. And he said he wasn't aware he was legally compelled to service both men and women. Now, here's where I've got a disagreement with the owner. He plans on paying the fine because he respects the law. No. The law is dumb. The law is wrong. The law makes absolutely no sense. Why does a men's barbershop, why legally are they required to cut a woman's hair? Now, I understand if you say, I'm black, I'm white, I'm Asian, I am Greek, I am Irish, I am Italian, and you're not going to cut my hair. But I'm a man. I get that. But that's not the case here. The case is a woman walking into a men's upscale barbershop saying, I want my hair cut. Well, sorry, lady, we don't specialize in dame's cuts. And here's what would happen. Let's say the guy said, and maybe he did, said, look, I don't, I don't know how to do women's hair. I specialize in men. And he botched her hair. She'd be suing him in court for thousands of dollars for emotional distress. It is absurd. And here's what the owner went on to say. I'm not opposed to doing women's hair, just not in this shop. I don't even have the equipment to do women's hair. I want to open a shop to cater to them, and no men will be allowed there. They'll have all the champagne and mimosas they want, and that'll be on the house. So he's saying, look, if I wanted to do a female salon, I would do it. But we're a men's salon, and here's the problem. You now can no longer be a man. You cannot be elf in this country. Now, all of a sudden, shame, because we have a barbershop that caters to men and doesn't allow women. Now, I ask you this. Let's say that I went into the Girl Scouts and said, you are discriminating against me because I'm a boy. I'm a man. I want to I join the Girl Scouts or the Brownies. How quick do you think the feminists are going to say, this is for women. This is to build character of young girls and young women. This isn't for men. But yet, women want to be a part of every single male bastion. We're seeing it in football now, that women now say, well, I should be able to play, and I want to play kicker on on men's teams. Great. Uh, Fine. Then, as a man, I want to go play on the field hockey team, and you have to let me. Does that make sense? No. Well, that's how absurd what has gone on in this country. When Donald Trump says we are screwed up in this country, and I've been saying it for a long time, this country is not great anymore. It's not. I love the United States of America, but I don't love what's happened under Barack Obama. And if we're going to be honest, we have to look at ourselves. Are we a great nation? No, we're weak. We're weak. 
We're overrun by illegals now. We have these liberals every step of the way saying, well, let's let everybody in. You're xenophobic. You're discriminatory if, if you don't allow all these illegals in. And, you know, I was just thinking about this. I was uh, watching a uh, – I had a hockey game that, that I was going through my DVR, and uh, it was a playoff game with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. And I went through it, and I saw the Canadian National Anthem. And they start the Canadian National Anthem in English, starting, O Canada, our home and native land. Then it goes into this French just dissertation for the next 90% of the anthem. Do we want a national anthem in this country where we say, Oh, say, can you see? And then the rest is in Spanish, Mandarin, uh, Swahili, Italian, Chinese, uh, Portuguese. No. We want it in English. And we have lost our minds in this country because we have allowed these dumbass bureaucrats to take things that have no place in this country, no common sense, and now to overrun businesses and our lives. And this is Exhibit A, a men's barbershop wants to cut a guy's hair. A woman comes in and bitches because she can't get her hair cut, can't get a perm, can't get a bouffant, can't get a beehive. So she goes and complains to the bureaucrats, and they fine this poor guy $750. And you know what this poor guy does? He rolls around saying, well, I'll pay it. It's the law. Instead of saying, screw you, sons of bitches. I'm not doing anything. I'm taking this to the public court of opinion. I'm going to get on every TV station, every radio station, every newspaper, every social media, and I'm going to call you out by name, Mr. Bureaucrat, and show you what a damn moron you are, because that's exactly what it is. And when I come back, lieutenants, I'm going to tell you about what I think we should do with women. You're going to want to listen to this. Because I'm going to make a very unique point, and many of you are going to go berserk. And if you're listening, a woman listening, you're going to say, "General, you have lost your mind." But I have not lost my mind because I will make a very strategic and relevant point, lieutenants. We're also celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month. At the bottom of the hour, when I conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony, my first bourbon today will come from Texas. Don't mess with Texas. From Garrison Brothers Distillery, it is the Garrison Brothers. Texas straight bourbon whiskey, a beautiful born and bred uh, whiskey from Rye, Texas. Correction, High Texas, H-Y-E, High Texas. Don't mess with Texas and don't mess with a very ticked off alpha male cigar general. The Cigar Dave Officers Club ensures you have premium cigars each month. Picked by the general himself. Sign up today at CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, 
balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. And, of course, protecting alpha males from intrusion from absolute wackadoodle feminists and those that would like to continue wussifying betas and producing betas from the time they get out of the womb to the incubator to grade school to high school to college and into adult- adulthood. Because when you start to wussify and betafy an American boy or any boy at a young age, it's over for him. It's done. Finished. So we have to be sure that we spread the proper word in terms of alphabetizing, if you will, alpha-maleitizing young boys. I want to throw something out there, lieutenants. What if I said to you that women were really a big problem and that we should have the power taken away from women, and when he should actually put them in, put all women in some kind of camp where they could just drive around, where we would have wardens, and that if you were a man, you could 
check out your woman from the camp like a library book. What would you think? You'd say, General, you have lost your mind. You would have feminists and women jumping up and down saying, this is outrageous. This is a war on women. Well, the reason I bring this up as a contrast is there is a woman by the name... <laughs> let me lose... Let me, let me back that up. She's not really a woman. She is a very, very ugly feminist. Uh, let's put it this way. I wouldn't do her with you pushing and 10 bags on her head. That's how bad she is. She's a beast. Of course, the typical mustache and goatee. Her name is Julie Bindel, B-I-N-D-E-L. She is from the European Theater of Operation from Mick the Britland, actually in Britain. And in an interview in Radfem Collective, a website that is, their slogan is Positively Revolting Women, the end of August, she goes to say that sexuality is, a pol- is political under a system of male supremacy. And she said that we should dismantle gender. We have to get rid of it. There's no point looking at reforming it. We need to abolish it and obliterate it. Because she said all gender is an imposition of subordination on women, and the opposite of that, of course, is the dominance of men who get privileged by being born born male, and we get the opposite. So already you see where this is going. Well, here's what she had to say. Upon being asked the question, will heterosexuality survive women's lib? She said it won't, not unless men get their act together, have their power taken from them and behave themselves. I would actually put them all in some kind of camp where they can all drive around in quad bikes, bikes, or white vans. I would give them a choice of vehicles to drive around with, give them no porn. They wouldn't be able to fight. We would have wardens, of course. Women who want to see their sons or male loved ones would be able to go and visit or take them out like a library book and then bring them back. This woman is a nutcase. She'd said, I would love to see a women's liberation that results in women turning away from men and saying, when you come back as human beings, then we might look again. This is the nutcase, the feminazis, as Rush likes to call them, that are coming after alpha males. And lieutenants, we have to stand up and say, enough is enough. We are proud alpha males. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley New Brand Sampler. It includes the brand new Alec Bradley Sanctum. The Costa Rican binder has a great body, while the Colombian tobaccos add to the aroma. Combined with tobaccos from Honduras and Nicaragua for a four-country blend that's as complex as it is unique. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White Series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. 
Pick up a Monte Cristo white vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I'm going to be enjoying a lovely cornucopia of fine bourbons and American whiskeys. I'm going to start off with the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon, followed by the Makers 46, nice Kentucky bourbon that is finished with oak staves. Then I'm going to go to Virginia, and enjoy the Bowman Brothers Pioneer Spirit Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Small Batch. Then we're going to do a little rye. We're going to get into some rye tastings. The Hudson Manhattan Rye. I've got some Jack Daniels Rested Rye. And then I've got the Cody Road Bourbon Whiskey. Very unique looking bottle. Very unique uh, tasting whiskey. I've already sampled it. And we've got some Knob Creek, some Basil Hayden's if we can get to it. And I will interject some Buffalo Trace bourbon at the appropriate time when I talk about my Buffalo Bills. But first, let me tell you the cigar that I will enjoy today that will match up absolutely exquisitely with my wonderful selection of American whiskeys and bourbons. I'm pulling out the brand new Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Inspired by the cosmopolitan lifestyle of longtime friend and wonderful raconteur Avo Uvesian, Hanky Kellner of Tabacos Dominicanos and Davidoff worked on a very unique blend. They want to capture sweet and spicy flavors from the soils of Nicaragua, and then they wanted to blend them with some very nice creamy soft notes from leaves in República Dominicana. You've got a nice smooth and balanced box press cigar, very complex, a lot of character, a lot of spice, very rich. And they began on the remote island of Ometepe, a volcanic island that is known for tobacco producing wild character, very peppery notes, and they fused those tobaccos with some nice estate-grown Dominicans. It uses a wonderful deep, rich, dark Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, or I should say Ecuadorian uh, uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Square press, first ever square press, comes in four sizes, a Robusto, a short Robusto, a special Toro, which is their Magnum 6x60, and my favorite size, the Toro. 6x54, Scott Colasare, the brand manager of Avo, right here in the Cigar City area of Tampa. I saw him before I'm leaving the IPCPR. He said, General, I got a stash for you. They're so tough to get, but I've got some special selections for you, and that's what I will enjoy. Beautiful band, just a delightful-looking cigar. That's what I will enjoy today. About 10 bucks suggested retail. Cigar-altering and highly-sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. 
Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Uh, I got the four jet flames on my Cigar Dave Lock and Load from the R&D CD Laboratories. Four jet flames changes to a very unique orange highlighted color so you can see the flames even outdoors. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I will now gently toast the foot of this Avo Synchro Nicaragua. And it was great to see the great Avo Uvesian at the IPCPR convention. He surprised everybody. And if you go to the CigarDave.com page with all the videos, you will see in the one hour, actually it was about an hour and 15 minute live exclusive televised broadcast. We have the archive. We spent five minutes with Avo talking with him. He was invigorated. He looked great. Always wonderful to be in his presence and people from the other manufacturers and retailers. All attendees were thrilled to see the great Avo Uvation. Shares a birthday with Cigar Mother, March 22nd. I will puff and rotate. Mm. Oh. Wow. Major boldness. Major pepper notes on the palate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. Lovely. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, as I get ready to pour this Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey, let me just remind you that bourbon is a type of American whiskey. It is barrel-aged, a distilled spirit made primarily from corn. If you are going to call your spirit bourbon, by law, federal regulation, it must contain at least 51% corn in the mash bill. Some other legal requirements in terms of bourbon, it must be aged in new charred oak barrels. Now you can call American whiskey, whiskey, at least 51% corn, but you can't call it bourbon unless it is aged in new charred oak barrels because it, that charred oak, the new barrels give it a lot of flavor and there's different distillation requirements. And when it is bottled, it can be no it has to be a minimum of 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. There's no minimum specified duration for aging, but it must be aged at least briefly. And bourbon that is aged for a minimum of two years does not have any added coloring, flavoring, other spirits may be called, but doesn't have to be called straight bourbon whiskey. So if somebody tells you that it's straight bourbon whiskey, then you know it's been aged a minimum of two years. And Bourbon that is labeled as straight that has been aged under four years must be labeled with the duration of its aging. So if it's straight bourbon whiskey and it says two, you know it's been aged for two years. Anything above four years, if they don't label it, you know it's at least four years of age. So first up, I will open up the bottle of Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Now let's talk about Garrison Brothers. Been around for about 10, 11 years, and I spoke, spoke, I spoke, to the founder, the master distiller, the man behind Garrison Brothers, Dan Garrison. He's going to be coming on the show in the next few weeks. We spent about 15 minutes talking, and he said, General, been doing this 11 years, and last year I'm proud to say I made my first profit, $187. Great story, and they make great bourbon, and their bourbon is not inexpensive. It is a premium bourbon. Cost me $90 at retail for this bottle of Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 
And what I like about it, first off, on the bottle, it talks exactly, it tells you right smack dab on the bottle that it was cooked, distilled, barreled, and bottled by Garrison Brothers Distillery in High Texas. H-Y-E, High Texas. It is homegrown, handmade, small-batch bourbon whiskey made with Texas corn, Hill Country rainwater, aged two years in slow-growth North American oak harvested from sustainable forests. And they even write down the variety. And let me put the cap back on here because I want to read you the variety. Actually, let me do this. Let me pour some in my Glencairn whiskey snifter. I'm going to pour that. Beautiful. I'm just going to swirl it around now. Very nice light amber color. Mm, wonderful aroma on the nose. A little bit of sugary aroma notes. A little maple. I will say cheers. I do what's called the Kentucky Chew. I actually chew the whiskey. And uh, what that does allows me to get all the complexities, the notes on the front of the palate, the back, and where you really notice it is on the back of the mouth, the tongue area. That's where you really get the spicy notes. And I would say, tasting this, this may have a little bit of rye in it. I don't know. We're going to talk about rye today because that's a very important element in American history and also in the renaissance of American whiskey. Rye whiskeys are making a huge comeback. Let me take another sip. Mm. Oh, what a perfect companion to my Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Now, on the side of the bottle, in handwritten, with a handwritten silver Sharpie, they list all the different factoids about the bourbon. It is Texas-born from Texas corn variety, number one panhandle white. The corn harvest is from 2010 from farms in Dallam County. It is was distilled and barreled in 2010. The release date, spring 2014. Aged two years in oak. Bottle number 13,767. 13767 is the bottle number from, <coughs> excuse me, from this particular distillation that was distilled and barreled in 2010, released spring of 2014. Now, they say aged two years in oak, but if it was done in 2010, I would say maybe it's uh, a minimum of two years because I'll tell you, this is very, very smooth and very, very pleasant. And they have some other bourbons. They have some very limited editions that just fly off the shelves. In fact, Dan Garrison was telling me, he said, General, I'd love to send you a bottle of some of our very unique bourbons, but he said the problem is we don't even have them. He said they come in and they literally go out very, very quickly. So he said, next batch, I'm going to save you some because it is we, we put a very unique whiskey expression into our distillation. So very nice. This is the Garrison Brothers Texas Strait Bourbon Whiskey. Let's say hello to Wayne Tonawanda, New York, in the Western New York Theater of Operations, listening on News Talk 930 WBEN, my hometown. You are front and center, Wayne. Very, very good. Long ass greens to you, good general. Back at you. Go Bills. And, and I have a, uh, I called in last week, but I forgot a very, very important rank and file question. So I need to ask it this week, but I have to also comment on your monologue last week. I have a cheap phone, so I didn't hear you, hear it, but I understand there's a lack of a better term professor in South Carolina says that we're at fault and we picked on the poor Islamic people who, uh, 
attacked us on 9-11? That's correct. It, it was an English literature class that is being taught at University of North Carolina as well as University of Maryland. And in it, it's readings from 9-11. And as I look right now on CNN, there the headline says, Musician Makes Cigar Box Guitars in His Garage. Very cool little story about that, and I, I I just missed. I didn't see. I'm sure they'll rerun it. I didn't see what cigar box that he had on there, but very very cool. Let me get back to you, Wayne. Uh, sorry well, I for the diversion. Great idea for him. Well, well, well uh, that goes back. Let me just before you do that, I, for those that didn't hear last week, and you can always go to cigardave.com or on our mobile app on our website and listen to the archives. But it is an English literature class in which they're talking about poems and readings and literature from the Gitmo detainees and from the 9-11 perspective of the of the terrorist uh, murderer hijackers, and it's absurd. And many people are protesting, saying that is not freedom of speech. That is an absolute insult to this nation. And to blame America for any of the terrorists, that, that's like a woman saying, well, you know what? Uh, I wore a, a, a nice little uh, short skirt, so guess what? I deserve to get to get raped and molested. Uh, come on, that's a lot of nonsense. And that's exactly what these students... But what did the university dean say? They said, well, it's freedom of expression, and that's what we foster here, two-way expression. But the professor that teaches that course at UNC does not look favorably upon people disagreeing with him in any way, shape, or form, and on all the message boards where people can talk about the class and people can make comments about the professor, they all say the same thing. If you disagree with him, he's going to knock your grade down, and that is wrong. You want free speech? Fine. Then you let the students in your class come right back at you and shove it up your ass that what you have to say is a total crock of bull. But he's not doing that, and that's the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. I have this great idea for him and that clown from Colorado who said that all the victims were little Eichmanns. First off, do you know who Eichmann was? He was. I, I sure do. I, I actually I met the prosecutor uh, when I was on a trip to Israel as a kid. The who prosecuted uh, led. It was the actual the prosecutor in the Adolf Eichmann trial, uh, a, a German Nazi, and he was hung. But make it quick, Wayne. What, what, make it real quick here. Uh, we have this idea here that let's have the Scar Dave have a one-way program. We'll all get together, buy tickets for these clowns, and send them to China where they can hate America all they want. But you know what? America, love it or leave it. Plain and simple, period. Look, I have no problem disagreeing. What I have a problem is you come to this country. You don't want to assimilate in this country. You do not want to partake in our customs and our rituals. And then you have the audacity to point the finger at us when, meanwhile, anytime there is a tragedy, anytime there is a disaster, the first nation in the world that comes running, even to our enemies, is the United States of America. So if you've got a problem with that, go screw yourselves. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Com. 
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're gonna wanna enjoy and you're gonna bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it, I promise you're gonna love it. Male pleasure maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. Let's say hello to John in Louisiana. You are front and center. Long Ashes, my general. Back at you. Just want to talk about what you were talking about with women. <clears throat> Down here in the, in, the, in the South, we say yes, ma'am. We say no, ma'am. But that doesn't mean we, uh, we bend the knee to them. And uh, so many times the women that you get the most jazz out of, those are the women are just butt ugly. Yeah, well, you hit it right on the head, John. If you look at the one definable and discernible characteristic of all feminists, they are very masculine looking, they are ugly, and they couldn't get laid in a whorehouse for money. And that is yeah, fact. And they're dumb as, and they're dumb too. Well, I don't know if they're dumb, but I think they're very I wouldn't say they're dumb, but I would say that they're very miserable. They they have a lot of misery in their lives. They're not happy people. So when you look at the other characteristic, of course, they have uh, you know, heavy mustaches and goatees and, and ample amounts of facial hair. I mean, I I get five o'clock shadow at uh, one in the afternoon. They look like they've got uh, you know, ten o'clock shadow nonstop. I mean, it is just, it, it's very scary to look at. Many of them are beast-like, have beast-like qualities. They're scary. And I know people are going to say, oh, General, how can you say that? Because I don't hold anything back. And if you look at these feminists, Betty Friedan, and even Gloria Steinem, she's not a pretty woman. Doesn't fix herself up. And they despise women today that look good, that are sexy, 
that dress hot, that are glam, va-va-voom, the makeup, the hair, the rack, that are happy with men, they despise that. And what really gets them off right now while they're so perturbed is because most women who've been fed this crock for 40 years that you got to have it all and feminism, feminism, break the glass ceiling, they look and say, you know what? What's so great about this whole nonsense? You fed us a load of bull, a load of poppycock, and they're rejecting it. They're educated. Women are educated today. Yes, they get their college degrees. They work, but they also want to enjoy a family life, and they have no problem with enjoying an alpha male. And I cannot tell you all the female friends I have. They say, General, I love alpha males like you. That's what I want. I don't want a wussified beta and this feminism nonsense. They can take and just throw it in the trash. So what has happened now? John, is that these feminists are, they're worried. They are worried because their narrative no longer holds water. And when you hear this woman, again, I don't want to even use the term woman. This is a beast. And we, we, we're going to, we, I think we've put up on, I've been so busy. Uh, I know Sergeant Steve's been working our social media feeds, but this Julie Bindell, I mean, this woman who's saying that men should be put into camps. Are you kidding me? That is an absolute load of nonsense. Listen to what she says. About I, I said, she she says that uh, that all gender is an imposition of subordination on women, and the opposite of that, of course, is the dominance of men who get privileged by being born male, and we get the opposite. Gee, last time I looked, this woman is writing articles, has written books, is making money hand over fist for people that want to believe her her, her pablum nonsense. So. What's she miserable about? Oh, wait, she can't get a man, and she's butt ugly. That's what she's miserable about. So, John, you hit it right on the head. And you know what? I'll tell you, I love Southern women because they are very genteel. They are very polished. They're refined. They look good. I think uh, uh, Southern women are amongst the most gorgeous women in the world. And uh, if that makes me a sexist, well, I am proud to be called a sexist. And they know how to treat your man. That's exactly right. And that's the other thing feminists hate, women that dote on their men. And you know what I believe? Men, especially alphas, you look at Sinatra, you look at Dean Martin, they knew how to take care of their dames. They were very, very polite to dames. They were very generous with dames. And it goes both ways. It should be a two-way street. You treat your dame great, and they should treat you back in return. John, here's what I want to do for you. I want to send you out the August Officers Club selection of Casa Torrent Maduros, a great cigar made by the Torrent family using that uh, wonderful San Andrean Marone wrapper that is used on so many great cigars. They grow it. John, it's coming your way. Thank you, General. My pleasure. All right, lieutenants, I don't want to take another call because we're getting close, and I want everybody on hold to be sure that I will get to them. Now, in the second hour, right around 145 Eastern time, we're going to be joined by Cigar Dave Somadier, resident Somadier, Somadier Dave Cavanis. He is up at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. We have sent him up on assignment. He attended these cigars, bourbon, and jazz Big event last night, sold out. He had a great time. He's at Woodford Reserve today, so we will join him via satellite. At, we've got a special satellite hookup at 1.45 this afternoon. We will get with him. Lieutenants, I'm going to enjoy many more bourbons and American whiskeys. I'm enjoying my Abo Nicaragua Synchro, and I'm enjoying the fact that I just beat down the feminists, the women that want to tell us as alpha males that we should feel guilty about being strong and successful men, about enjoying life's great pleasures and passions, and to feel guilty about enjoying hot, bodacious, scantily clad dames. I say to those feminists, 
Adios, mofos. This Alpha is comfortable and very secure right where I am here at Command Center Alpha. Hour number two is coming your way next. I will enjoy the Makers 46 to start hour number two as we continue here on the Cigar Dave Show. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the general. Cigar Dave. Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying my Avo Synchro Nicaragua. I'm comfortably perched in my custom-made leather chair with the five stars embroidered on the back of the chair. My feet are propped up. I have the Alpha Canine Sultan front and center by my side. He's enjoying the aroma of great cigars, and he certainly enjoyed the taste of some nice, chewy steak jerky treats between hours here on the Cigar Dave Show, and I have got a fabulous lineup of bourbons and American whiskeys that I still have to get to. I've only had one so far. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine. I don't know if I'm going to get to them all, but I'm sure going to try. And of course, we welcome you to join the Alpha Male Pleasure Fest at 877-DAVE-007. Just received word communique via classified, uh, well, comp- I should say secure communique from Mick the Brit. In the European Theater of Operations, she has met that very beast-like feminist Julie Bindel. He will join us at the bottom of the hour. We are setting up the satellite connection as we speak to get Mick the Brit on because he has some fine words he said I would like to impart to the American alpha male lieutenants about her and her craziness and her feminist nutcase ideas. So we've got Mick the Brit coming on at 145 Eastern today, Lieutenant Samadier Dave Cavanis. We have sent him to the Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Festival. It's gone on all week. He will be reporting from Bardstown, Kentucky on all the events happening as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. Now, I do want to remind you, Lieutenants, we've got a very big event coming up. On Saturday, November 21st, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City of Tampa, it is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Rock, presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. It will be a day of alpha male good life maneuvers beginning at 10 a.m., going all the way till 3 p.m. When you walk in, you will receive a magnificent Cigar Dave embroidered bag that will be filled with a bottle of Woodford Reserve and fantastic cigars from Davidoff. We'll have some Davidoffs. We'll have some Avos. We may have a couple of special treats in there as well. You will also get, in fact, I'm working, I think we may try to get a bag of the Cigar Dave 
special Alpha Pleasure Fest coffee from Premium Roasters up in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. The coffee outstanding. Premium Roasters in Lackawanna, New York, did a magnificent job. I'm getting rave reviews from people that are now sampling the coffee that we gave away at the Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest. I drink it every morning. It is indeed excellent. You will walk in. You will see a humongous buffet that Chef Bill of the Hard Rock has prepared with a, uh, we're going to do a Cajun mac and cheese. We're going to have the carving station, his famous pastrami bar. We're going to have Salem's hot dog station, Council Oak Steak Chill. It's going to be awesome. Off the charts. An entire day of delicacies, cigars, libations, samplings. It was off the chart last year. It'll be off the chart this year. Go to CigarDave.com. Buy your tickets. We are now just about eight weeks away. I cannot believe it, but it is going to be another awesome affair. This is the second year in a row we're doing it from the Hard Rock, and it's going to be bigger and better. Unfortunately, all the three cabanas, the VIP cabanas, sold out. They sold out within, I think, 20 minutes or a half an hour. They are gone, but there's plenty of VIP tickets 160 per ticket, and you will have a magnificent time. No one went away hungry last year. No one went away thirsty. No one went away without ample cigars and ample amounts of treats. Live show noon to 2. That is Saturday, November 21st, Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. Make sure that you are there without any question. All right, very quick story I want to get to here, lieutenants. Yesterday, the Obama administration once again rolling over because they're terrible negotiators, eased limits on Cuban travel and commerce. We keep easing all these things with Cuba because Obama's trying to push the line, knowing that it takes an act of Congress to repeal the Helms-Burton Act that was signed, uh, geez, I want to say about 17 years ago, 18 years ago, something, 15, whatever it was, which basically codified the trade embargo with Cuba so that a presidential executive order could not lift it. It requires a vote in the House, an affirmative vote in the Senate, and for the president to sign it. Not happening anytime soon. But what does Obama do? Like everything, he starts governing by fiat because he is the emperor, the emperor-in-chief, sitting in the White House throne without any regard for the legislative or the judicial branches of government. And so he has eased limits on Cuban travel and commerce once again, the rules will allow American companies, including telecommunications and Internet providers, to open locations and hire workers. Now, that's a joke in and of itself. How many people... First of all, the Internet is a joke down to Cuba. The speeds are slow. Further, the government restricts what you can see. And the cost is prohibitive. I mean, people make, what, $80 a month in Cuba? Maybe less. I think that's what the the communist wage is down there, whether you're a doctor, a cigar roller, or, or a, a dog catcher. Same amount. No difference. The only ones very wealthy, of course, are the rat bastard Kami Pinko Castro brothers. They're billionaires. Everybody else in their supposed revolution, they're famished. They're starving. But Obama just rolls open the red carpet. Now, also, he's uh, easing the facilitation of financial tra transactions between the two nations, removing limits on sums that can be taken to the island of Cuba. And uh, he's, he wanted these, these uh, changes to take effect on Monday on the eve of the visit to Washington by Pope Francis. Now, I got a little problem with Pope Francis. He's, he's a phony. 
He loves spewing his socialist BS, the climate change. And I guarantee he's going to speak to Congress, tell us about climate change, that we need to do more socialism, all this other nonsense. But here's my little problem with Pope Francis, why he's a phony. Because if you supposedly are for all people, for the deprived, you are for the poor, the impoverished, the imprisoned, then why the hell, Pope Francis, are you not visiting the dissidents on your trip to Cuba? Answer me that, Pope Francis. Amazingly, he's avoiding that. And if you're really serious, if he's truly serious about it, he would tell the Castros, I'm going to meet with whoever I want. If I'm coming to the island, then I'm going to come and meet with him. Not a word or a visit to the dissidents. Now, yesterday, Emperor Obama spoke to... to uh, Raul Castro by telephone to discuss the normalization process. And the two, well, I should say the, the emperor of the United States and the commie pinko bastard dictator discussed steps that the U.S. and Cuba can take together and individually to advance bilateral cooperation, even as they continue to have differences on important issues and will address those differences candidly. Sure. The Cubans are laughing at us. They got everything they wanted, and they're going to get more and more. And here's what the Treasury Secretary, Jacob Lew, and other putts had to say, uh, that a stronger, more open U.S.-Cuba relationship has the potential to create economic opportunities for both Americans and Cubans alike. Really? How are the Cubans going to benefit when they get 80 bucks a month or $60 a month? They're not going to benefit with anything. They can barely own private businesses. Who's going to benefit? Not the Cuban people. Who's going to benefit? The Castro brothers. Because any time a company, let's say a Canadian hotel company or a Spanish hotel company, builds a hotel, 500-room hotel, they say, well, we're going to need 2,000 employees. They don't go out and place an, a want ad in, in the uh, you know uh, Havana News. They call the Cuban government. They call the Castros. And they say, we need 2,000 workers. And the government says, great, 2,000 workers, you're going to pay $2,000 or $3,000 a month per worker, and then we pay the workers. Well, it's a, really, it's a great Ponzi scheme because what they're doing is they're collecting all this money, two dollars $3,000 a month per worker, and then the Castro regime doles out $60 a month to the workers. That's not fair. That's not right. But that's how it works in Cuba. Penny Pritzker, the Secretary of Commerce, said, in addition to expanding our commercial engagement with the Cuban people, these additional adjustments have the potential to stimulate long-overdue economic reform across the country. I can see it right now. The Cuban people are lining up with their $60 a month to build brand-new restaurants and new Internet cafes and, and coffee bars and fast-food restaurants. I can see it now. The businesses are just opening wide up. New car dealerships are going to open up before you know it. And instead of selling 1955 relics, they'll be moving into the modern age selling 1962 used Chevys. What a joke. You, here, here's the, 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 everything that negates the argument that Obama and all these people that are pro-Cuban-American relations with Cuba. They say that the policies haven't worked for the last... 50 years, 60 years. So we need to try something new. Well, here's one little caveat that destroys their argument. The rest of the world has been economically involved with Cuba since the Castros overtook power in whatever it was, 58, 59, 56, whatever the year was. 
Spain has been doing business with Canada or with with Cuba, Canada, Mexico, Venezuela, Brazil, Germany, France, China, Japan. Everybody's been doing business with the Cubans, and the Cuban people, after 60 years, are in the same impoverished state with a commie pinko bastard commie government. So how how much better off if the United States trades with them are they going to be? The answer is they're not. It's a joke. I'm the the commander-in-chief, the president. I walk into the Castros and say, you want economic opportunity with the United States? Great. First step you're going to do before you even sit down at the table, get rid of, open up those those jails to the political dissidents. You let them have a free press. You let them have free speech. You let them go against you. Have free elections. Then we'll talk. Until then, not interested. But these people in the United States who all have agendas, make no mistake, they have hidden agendas. They want to line their pockets who are pro-Cuban-American trade. Lift the embargo now. They are kidding themselves if they think they're going to walk in and become millionaires. It is not going to happen. And I see all these small business people saying, oh, we're going to go over. We're having tours on a regular basis. We're going to open up the lines of communication. We're sowing the seeds nice and early. It's never the first that get in that make it happen. It's never the second. It's usually three and four, the people that have massive amounts of capital. And until the time where the Castros have free elections and get rid of their communistic economic system, ain't nothing going to change. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Wow. 
the new Super Lee Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-bodied smoker, you're gonna love this cigar. Because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. All right, before we get to the calls here, let me break open the bottle of Maker's 46 Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, barrel finished with oak staves. Let me, and it's just like the regular Maker's, little different bottle, but it's got the, the red poured wax to seal it. Very nice. I will pour that. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the Maker's 46. Very interesting. First of all, it starts off as regular Maker's Mark. They take regular Maker's Mark, which is aged for six years, and then what they do is they do a very unique process in the winter, winter only. They finish it a little bit more. What they do is they put Maker's regular Maker's Mark, and then they put it into a barrel. They age it a little bit more that contain seared French oak staves. The staves create a bolder, more complex flavor while eliminating the bitterness that usually comes from whiskeys that are aged a little bit longer. They also make it only in the winter. Now, that's one of the reasons they say that uh, that Makers is so good, Makers 46 on ice. But what happens is when they use that, do that process with the oak staves, they only do, do it during the winter months because the bourbon matures more slowly. They watch it. They taste it every day. After a few months, when the flavors are perfect in perfect balance, then they open the barrels, and then they bottle it. So it's a very unique process. Everybody thinks Makers is 46's age much longer, but it really is not. But it's very, very nice. I will swirl this around. Mm, definitely nice notes of oak on there, a little vanilla. Let me say cheers. Oh, that's nice. Smooth. Nice little spice. Very vanilla-y. You can definitely get the oak on there. Very warm on the way down. It's very pleasant indeed. Let's say hello to Jeff in South Carolina. You are front and center. Longest greetings, General. Back at you. I like the energy and the enthusiasm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, your monologue, you are 100% right. This country's going to hell in a handbasket really fast. This political correctness and zero-tolerance crap. Look at this past week. That 14-year-old kid didn't even build a stupid alarm clock. Come to find out, he disassembled it, put it in a box. And what does he get? He gets an invite to the White House from the divider-in-chief. 
Well, wait a minute. Hold, hold on a second. So, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay, go back on that because the kid, no, no, the kid made a, a, a clock. And I don't have a problem with a kid making a clock. And if you look at this kid, I thought police really handled that situation incorrectly. First of all, yeah. the, if the kid is guilty of anything, he's guilty of being a scientific tech geek. That's it. So, but you're right. Here's the thing. Obama invites... I find it interesting. Obama invites the kid to the White House, which I have no problem with because I thought the kid, that's what you want. Kids that are into science, kid wasn't doing anything. And I thought the police, again, overreacted. All they would have had to do is, what was the purpose of this? Well, if you look, I'm into science. And, you know, talk to his teachers. His teachers didn't know that this kid was scientifically gifted. So the police handled it wrong and went way overboard without any question. And same thing with the school administrators. The problem today we have no common sense. You got these bureaucrats that run the schools. You got principals that these were the guys that were the hall monitors 20 years ago that had no friends. And they're now the principals and vice principals of these schools. So I got a big problem with that. But the fact that Obama doesn't invite any of the uh, uh, the families of the cops that are shot or anything to the White House and doesn't say boo about it, I got a big problem with that. That's what rubs me wrong. Well, come to find out, I just saw a thing online today saying that um, this kid really didn't build the clock. Supposedly, he disassembled, and this is coming from one of his friends or something or other, he disassembled the clock and put it in the thing. So he didn't even really Well, we don't. It. Well, let me stop you there, because you read. Where did you read this? Uh, I can't remember right off the top of my head. It was on, uh, there was a sci- some science guy. It was on one of the uh, conservative... Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Guy. Okay. You know what? The kid, look, by all accounts, this kid was pretty is pretty scientifically gifted. So, I, you know, I don't have an issue with that. And I, look, come on, these conservative blogs saying he disassembled, that's a load of bull probably. Don't believe everything, Jeff. Here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to send you out. What do I have? Oh, I'm going to send you out some of the uh, Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut's. A beautiful, very special cigar made by... Altatus, the Monte Cristo. They use a different blend than the regular Monte Cristo white. Slightly different, but they use some great vintage Connecticut shade wrappers as opposed to the regular Monte Cristo white, which uses a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. Very smooth, very, very pleasant. Jeff, they are coming out to you. When we come back, lieutenants, I'm going to try the Bowman Brothers Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Small batch. Great story about this. Then I'm going to get into some rye. Like rye bread, it's the same grain, but rye is very spicy. The rye whiskey's making a big comeback. I'll give you a little historical reference about the significance of rye here in these United States of America. As we continue, Mick the Brittle, join us. Samadier Dave Cavanis from the Bourbon Festival around the corner. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Alec Bradley New Brand Sampler. It includes the new Tempest Nicaragua, which is handmade with a choice Jalapa wrapper with Lajero and Viso long fillers from Esteli, Condega, and Jalapa. The rich and earthy profile is sure to satisfy fans of everything Nicaragua. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. All right, lieutenants, next up, we've got the Bowman Brothers Pioneer Spirit Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Their small batch, copper still, triple distillation, 90 proof. Very interesting story that John Abraham Joseph and Isaac Bowman were Virginia militia officers in the American Revolutionary War in 1779. They led 30 pioneer families to Madison County, Kentucky, established Bowman Station. Later, the brothers helped establish and settle Fayette County. They were legends, admired, and this, this, the, the, the bourbons that are created now is a tribute to the four Bowman brothers. It is now distilled at the A. Smith Bowman Distillery, Spotsylvania County, Fredericksburg, Virginia. And it is a beautiful-looking bottle. Just a very—I've had a taste of this, and I'll taste it again here momentarily— but very, very nice in terms of overall depth and expression uh, and, and just a very interesting story with this distillery. They actually hired a master distiller a number of years ago to get things going from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, well-known uh, distillery by the name of Truman Cox. And he uh, passed away unexpectedly, but now Brian Pruitt is their master distiller, making great uh, different bourbons. They've got their lineup includes their Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Small Batch, which I'm going to enjoy now. Distilled three times using corn, rye, malted barley. And their copper still produces a flavor that's very unique. And uh, after years of aging in charred oak barrels, the whiskey has a very nice Mellow taste with a little bit of spiciness to it, which I will get to. But it's won some great awards. It won the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the gold medal, in 2011. The was was uh, read it in 2013. It won the gold medal again at the San Francisco World Spirits uh, Competition. So it's really had a very very uh, acclaimed 
Well, many acclamations to this great whiskey. So without any further delay, let me open up this bottle and let me pour that into the little whiskey snifter. I will swirl that around. Let me get the nasal expressions here. Oh, that is nice. Wow. Mmm, honey, a little bit of little bit of oak, but very, very light. Almost a little pepperminty uh, scent to it as well. Let me say cheers. Mm. That is some damn fine Virginia bourbon. That is just fine. I want to talk like I'm from Virginia. Outstanding. Very smooth. Not a lot of warmth. A little bit of rye gives it a little bit of uh, spiciness, but very, very mellow. I can see why this has won multiple gold medals. It is excellent indeed. For a 750-milliliter bottle, the price actually is not that bad. It's in the $30 to $35 price range, depending on where you get it, but very, very nice. Nice notes of vanilla, a little bit of oak, a little bit of honey. Outstanding. The Bowman, or Bowman Brothers Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Small Batch. You have to love the fact that America now is going back to its roots, creating great distilled spirits, and that the temperance movement is long gone. They are buried. Adios. Let's say hello to Rich in Pennsylvania. You are front and center. Long ashes, General. Back at you. General, I got two questions for you here real quick. Number one, when we were up in Buffalo a couple weeks ago, did I end up with your sandwich? I don't know. Uh, what what sandwich are you talking about? Uh, the Grandma Ida's pastrami. Oh, no, no. You know, I, I think they were supposed to bring that. Yes, they were supposed to bring that up to me, and then I got hoodwinked by Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harem of One Gina and the rest of the crew and Cigar Mother, Cigar Sister with a presentation of that magnificent uh, painted mural uh, consisting of my two grandfathers, my father and I, sitting at a poker table with the Cigar Dave logo in front and my German Shepherd Sultan to the side. Uh, I was uh, I, they, 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 I was expecting to get the pastrami sandwich, and when I looked at, at Colonel Ange, I'm like, that's interesting. Why is he bringing, like, 30 other people up to the stage here for that? And then I was hoodwinked. Very, very shocked indeed. So you got to enjoy the Grandma Ida's pastrami. I actually had some the night before Colonel Ange brought over, but uh, how did you enjoy that, by the way? That was delicious. Outstanding. All right, what's your question, Rich? Okay, um, I've got a question about humidity and uh, humidors. Right now I'm using this two-gallon tub, Tupperware container, as a humidor. And I'm wondering if that's okay, because I've got the bottom line with cedar sheets. I've got two humidification devices in there, and I'm keeping it in a dark room. Will that be okay, or do you think I should do something else with that? Or, Well, let me ask you this. Is it working for you? So far, so good, yes. Yeah, then that's fine. I mean, look, here's the deal. You spend good money on cigars. You probably should invest in a humidor that you're going to have for forever. But that's personal decision. But if you've got the cedar sheets... What I would say is get a cigar oasis, at least in that in that uh, Tupperware container. That should that should work out just fine. So what I would do if I were you is just get a cigar oasis device. That way you maintain that seventy percent humidity automatically. You set it and forget it, and you got yourself a nice humidor. And if you want to buy something more extravagant down the road, you certainly can. Great, Rich. Here's what I'll do for you. How about I send you out? Uh, let's see. Oh. I'm going to send you out some Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown, some super premium cigars that uh, J.C. Newman Cigar uh, uh, distributes, made at Fuente. Great sticks. You're going to love them, Rich, so stand by. Great seeing you in Buffalo. Let's say hello to Jim in Jacksonville, up in the cigar state of Florida. You are front and center. Long ashes to you, General. Back at you. 
listening to you on your app. I appreciate that. I've been listening to you ever since you syndicated when uh, the local Cox affiliate, WOKV, had you on and uh, right. had to dance around over the years to uh, to pick you up from place to place. Outstanding. I want to tell you, my favorite shows that you do are the month of September and when you do that live show from Ballantyne, and I know you couldn't do it this year, but those guys have more fun. You can hear it through the radio. Do you ever plan on uh, joining Mick the Brit and doing a show from um, uh, Kentucky during uh, Bourbon Month? Well, I don't know if Mick the Brit will make it, but we're, we're going to talk to Mick the Brit momentarily. But we've talked about it. In fact, we sent up Samadier Dave. Uh, our correspondent, and he'll be joining us in just a few moments. But uh, actually, here's a little secret. I, I, I wasn't going to say this until next week, but I will. I was invited by the master distiller of Jack Daniels to be his guest and Brown Foreman's guest for several days, a week from Monday and Tuesday I'm going up, and I will also be, be selecting a, a several special barrels and a special... Uh, special blended Jack Daniels whiskey that we will be making that will be very limited, only about 400 bottles. That'll be it. And we it will be distributed exclusively through ABC Fine Wines and Spirits in the Cigar State. Only limited stores. They have 150 stores, but they're probably going to be only in about 30 stores. So it's going to be my Cigar Dave Signature Select one-time, very limited offering, but I will be up visiting with the Jack Daniels Master Distiller. I cannot wait Spending a couple of days up there, and I'm I'm getting it from the number one guy himself, so I'm very excited. I got a feeling I'm going to have to make another trip to Tampa just to pick up a bottle of that. Well, I'll tell you what, we may have some samples of that at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock on Saturday, November 21st. You never know. Ah, very you good. Never know. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Jeff Arnett. Uh, up in, it, he's the master distiller, and uh, he's been great, very cordial. So we're going to have a great time going up with some of the great folks from Premier Beverage here in the Cigar uh, City in the state of Florida. So I'll have a full report for you. You can be sure of that. But, Jim, come down to Tampa on November 21st for the Alpha Pleasure Fest. Guarantee you'll have a great time. I'm sure I will. One, one quick thing before yep. I get Go to ahead. the question. Eagle Rare. Right. From Buffalo Trace. Yep. That's one you really need to try. Uh, I have tried it. In fact, if you listen to our show last year, we did try it. It is outstanding. It is very, very smooth. It is just silky on the palate. It is extremely complex, but very delicate. It's just a, a be- one of my favorites, and it's reasonably priced. It's a great bourbon. In fact, if you listen to last year's shows during the month of September on the archives, you will hear we indeed sample Eagle Rare. Here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to send you out some of the new Rocky Patel 20th anniversary. Great medium, medium full cigar coming your way. I know that you will enjoy it, so stand by, Jim. Let's go to, via satellite, Mick the Brit in the European Theater of Operations where he is in the command and control center in a classified location in the London Theater. Mick the Brit. This woman, this I don't even want to call her a woman, this feminist beast. Tell me about her. Yes. Well, even she's not interested in men general. You said, you said even if she's interested in a man, she wouldn't get one. Well, she's not. She's a lesbian. She's a full-on lesser. Which is fine. And, you know what? Listen, I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. You know, and by the way, I, here, here's a little story, Mick. I, I, I didn't get a chance to get to this, but the new Secretary of the Army here in the United States... Eric Fanning was uh, just named a historic for the Pentagon. He's the first openly gay uh, service secretary 
to lead any of the armed forces. And his first act of business that he will do, he, uh, be doing, Mick, this is exclusive. You have not heard this anywhere else. But his first act of business, Mick, is that he is going to be changing the green fatigues to a blend of fuchsia. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's better than those red jackets that the Brits used to wear there, General. Well, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a brilliant move. So, Mick, tell me about yeah. this, uh, this, this beast, this Julie, feminist, this Julie Ju Bindell. Do you know what? She, I met her about three years ago. Uh, nice enough uh, to speak to. We was just passing, if you like, and I'd start some conversation. Because, as you know, General, I'm all, you know, whilst uh, here as, as Colonel Mick the Brit in charge of the European Theatre command here i'm also on missionary work for, for you if you like spreading the good gospel of cigar wait, wait wait a minute wait, wait are you talking about missionary position mick when you no, said no, no, spreading you're talking about missionary position what are you talking about not sub-missionary general no, ah, okay good. going out and propagating the word of the general outstanding that, that, yes indeed and um yeah i mean she she's not interested in you know the the shall we say the more feminine sport of shopping no no she likes rugby, drinking in bars, pubs, uh, being in the company of men. She don't, she don't like other women. She certainly don't like men because she's made a very nice uh, living out of spewing uh, this anti-male uh, propaganda that she comes out with. And uh, I engaged in her with her. I said, "Well, what about what about escorts, female escorts? Uh, you know, I, uh, that are, um, doing that of their own volition, and they're very happy to do that. What's wrong with them making money?" Oh, no, she, she she didn't want to engage in that one. She went on about the uh, people trafficking and all the rest of it. And, you know, it, it was just... Uh, and now they're all, most people, most of those girls have got psychological problems, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah. Well, Mick, I'll tell you, some of her uh, her, her theories and her, her beliefs are off the chart. She said, here's what she was quoted in that, in that uh, interview... In radfemcollective.com, sexuality is political under a system of male supremacy. Are you kidding me? Sexuality is political. Where do they come up with this this garbage? It really well, the is. Thing is. And the thing is, they go around universities spouting this rubbish. Well, exactly. The, You're exactly yeah. right. And if you uh, and then they appear on TV. You know, somebody wants a feminist. She's the the feminist go-to girl, if you like. With the media want to trot one out. Yeah, we're going to post this article uh, on the web and on cigardave.com and social a link to social media because I have to tell you, this woman, you got to read this entire. She is just nuts. I mean, here's what role does political lesbianism play in women's liberation? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Um, where's another one here? Will heterosexu wait, wait. Will heterosexuality survive women's liberation? Well, guess what? If you don't have heterosexual couples, then you're not going to have a planet. You're not going to have any people left in, in 50, 70, or 80 years. These people are nuts. Absolutely. Oh, she's doing research in Africa around prostitution. So she, <laughs> there you go. She's talking about that. This woman is an absolute nutcase. So, Mick, I knew you wouldn't have yeah. the scoop on her. You have met her. Is she as ugly in person as she is? Via pictures. She's not my cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, three-dimensional doesn't do her any justice. Now, either. when you got up close, Mick, yeah. could you see the stubble, like the, 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 the hair and the facial hair and the goatee, like all around her sideburns and her mustache and her goatee area? There was a, yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a bit of a growth going on there in the facial area. Very scary. Certainly uh, three o'clock stubble, I would say.
Very scary. Well, Mick, we appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, from the London Theater of Operations, where you are, of course, uh, monitoring all developments as it pertains to the Good Life Pleasure Maneuvers. So, Mick, we will talk soon. Let us do this. Our final concluding segment is right around the corner. Samadier Dave Cavanis will join us from the Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Festival next. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Romeo and Juliet, a story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers aging room to craft a new story. The Romeo, by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by Aging Room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, Pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. All right, before we go to Samadier Dave, I am pulling up right now. I'm just pouring some of the Cody Road bourbon whiskey. This is distilled in LeClaire, Iowa. Very interesting story. It's distilled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. They started in 2010, and it is family-owned, two brothers, as I mentioned, 
And the Cody Road is named after Buffalo Bill Cody, who was born in LeClaire, Iowa, which is where Mississippi River Distilling is based. And so they came up with a, a nice young bourbon after him. The bourbon is made from a mash of 70% corn from LeClaire, Iowa, 20% wheat, and 10% unmalted barley from Reynolds, Illinois, aged for one year in newly charred 30-gallon oak barrels, half the size of a, tra a traditional whiskey oak barrel. Some unique flavor. It's 90 proof. Let me take a smell. Very, You can smell the corn because it's only been aged for a year. I will say cheers. And a little young. Definitely can taste the corn. More of a corn whiskey. It's very, very light in color. You don't have all that, the the transfer of that charred uh, oak wood into the, the bourbon itself. But not bad. About $35 for a 750-milliliter bottle. I saw it. Nice-looking uh, nice whiskey on the sweet side. This is batch number 12, bottle number 731 from 2014. And it... Uh, it's a tribute to Buffalo Bill, and let's face it, my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, as you know. Let's say hello to Samadier Dave Cavanis, a resident Samadier who is joining us from Bardstown, Kentucky, the site of the Bourbon Heritage Festival. Samadier Dave, you look and sound like you're having a fantastic time. Generals, long ashes, and greetings from the 24th Annual Kentucky Bourbon Festival here in Bardstown, Kentucky, what started in 1991 as a dinner and tasting by the Kentucky Distillers Association, I got to tell you, this is one of the premier events in the United States of America. This is perfect. This calls for you, General. How are you? I am fantastic, and I've been getting your pictures that we're posting, and uh, you are having a great time. You went last night to the I'm cigars, uh, to the to the very, very tough to get a ticket to. Yes, yeah, right, cigars, bourbon, and jazz. How was that? Unbelievable. It was put on by Heaven Hill, 400 people, just had a wonderful time, ran into J. Paul Tucker of Louisville, Kentucky. He has Oxmoor Smoke Shop. I know, there. Him, I know him well. He said, just give you long ashes. Had Absolutely. a great time, General. It was just, talk about dames, beautiful. They were in evening gowns, guys very nice in their jackets and everything, just wonderful. The whole event here, starting off with, going to Michter's, going to Woodford, going to one of the finest restaurants in Louisville, Ceviche's. This has been one of the best trips I've ever been on. And you also were able to obtain some Kentucky bourbon soap. Yes. Walking through the festival here, one of the booths was a couple whose son got them started with making soap. It's Summer Shade Soap Company, and they use Woodford in the process. So I had to get a couple of bars. I'm bringing them back, one for you, one for me. So uh, we'll be very clean on our next broadcast. Uh, clean and uh, a little bit on the tipsy side, I'm sure, when we're done with that. So, Samadhi, Dave, let me ask you. You've been to a number. You said you went to Michter's. You are at Woodford yes. Reserve, I think, yesterday yes. or today. So yes. tell us about the experience, because you've been a sommelier for many years. You have been to many distilleries and, and wineries. What was unique and special about the visit you made? Everything that happens, you look at the passion of the people that you're dealing with. When I was at Woodford or at Michter's, it was the passion of the people that were working there. They weren't worried about a lot of their personal items. It was all about the quality of the beverage that they were making and just the warmth and friendliness 
of greeting me coming in and just showing me as though I was part of their family. They made me feel very uh, personal and family oriented, but it was perfect. This has really been a great trip. Now, Samadhi Day, I'm sure I'm sure you have sampled many, many fine bourbons as well as some experimental yes, bourbons have. that are, are working. Give us some some clues as to what you found real quickly. Well, uh, at your favorite, Woodford, we have the uh, double oak. They have a couple new uh, expressions. But one thing i got to say real quick here at the festival, it's what every gal loves. They have bourbon balls all over this place. Bourbon balls. So, bourbon balls. Outstanding. So, Samadier, Dave, we're going to see you next week. We're doing our uh, special bourbon tasting show. So we'll have you back in Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A for the entire two hours, and you'll give us a full report. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Cigar Dave the General saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. And may your bourbon be ever so tasty and warm on the way down. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. My bills are 1-0. Tomorrow, they will whack the hell out of the New England Patriot Sheets and whack Belichick and that pussy Brady out of Ralph Wilson Stadium with a huge loss.